welcome back to the Plug in America podcast. This is Sherry Boshert. I'm a board member of Plug in America, and I'm speaking with another board member, Zan Dubin-Scott. Hi, Zan. Hi, Sherry. Zan's down in Santa Monica, California, and is one of the earliest drivers of electric vehicles and has been involved in the struggle from the very start to save the cars from being destroyed by the car companies, as seen in the film, Who Killed the Electric Car? So, Zan, tell us how you got started in all of this. It really started when we took possession of our RAV4 EV in late 2002, and in early 2003, we decided to put on a big protest uh, media event here at our federal building in West Los Angeles. This was in February, and the ZEV mandate was coming up for review. And so what we decided to do, there were a lot more electric cars on the road at that time. We had lots of friends with either EV1s or RAV4s, et cetera, some NEVs as well. And what we decided to do was to spell out the word ZEV in this giant federal building parking lot. We thought that would be a good way to attract media. And it, it, we invited a lot of environmental um, organizations and such. We had American Lung Association there, et cetera. And it was a wonderful press conference. We got all, uh, we got four of the local TV stations. We basically put out our, um, you know, desire that um, the California Air Resources Board maintain um, the mandate, mandate strongly and not demolish it as it did. Um, the visual effect was supposed to have been, of course, you know, the helicopters and perhaps photographers are up high in, in the trees able to capture the ZEV. And as, as we learned, the hel- new helicopters are not out on the weekends frequently because they're not reporting on traffic. So we didn't get that whammo effect, but um, we did get on television. And, and for people who haven't clued into everything Plug in America yet, ZEV stands for Zero Emission Vehicle. And uh, the California Air Resources Board was revising the zero emission vehicle mandate that they had passed in 1990 and that brought us all of these thousands of great electric cars. Exactly. So that was a great way to try and draw attention to this cause because, you know, a lot of people don't pay attention to what the regulatory bodies do. I mean, if you said CARB, a lot of people wouldn't know what that means, right? Exactly. They're turned off by the acronym. So we have to sometimes make things very big and simple and visual. Right. Well, then... Plug in America people, and we weren't even Plug in America then. We were the don'tcrush.com campaign to save the electric cars. Um, it turns out that protesting was an important tool for us uh, much later and even today. But simultaneously, we always do try and talk to the car companies or talk to the politicians or the, the regulators or anyone we're dealing with, and we only use uh, protest as a last resort. But what are some of the other ones we've had to do over the years? Right. Um Probably the most exciting one resulted in talk with the car companies, and that's really, you know, just as you said, um, a very effective combination. What we did was um, a protest in front of a a very, quote-unquote, green Toyota dealership in Santa Monica, which is probably one of the greenest cities in the country. And, of course, they were selling um, Priuses like hotcakes, but we decided to go out there and say, don't crush your electric vehicles, your fully electric vehicles. And we also got a lot of media for that, but perhaps more importantly, I think it was one or two days later, um, some of our board members got a call from the head t- Torrance headquarters of Toyota, and they said, come on in, let's talk. 
and there we were. We took off our jeans and put on our suits. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't me, but it was Paul, my husband, <laughs> Paul Scott. And um, we had, you know, four basic points uh, that we had hoped they would accept, and it turned out that they did. And as a result, you know, overall, these kinds of protests and discussions, um, we had been able to save about 800 um, electric cars, Toyotas overall. And we've been meeting with Toyota just about every month since then to keep the channels of the communication open. But that right. d- doesn't mean we don't call them on things either. I mean, right. just recently there was a protest, I believe it was organized mainly by the Rainforest Action Network, but Plug in America played a big role, mm-hmm. protesting the fact that Toyota and all the car companies are suing the state of California to try and get rid of our greenhouse gas reduction laws. Right. So while Toyota is out there claiming to be a green car company, they're suing the state to try and block these clean laws. Right. Was that in Los Angeles as well? That was the exact same spot that we uh, did the protest I just told you about. Uh, unfortunately, in Southern California, on many levels, we had the terrible fires, and right. so we didn't get much media attention. Um, but yes, same spot, and we had banners and posters, and Global Exchange also participated in that. And we were one of our signs said, you know, Toyota, stop suing your customers because you know we really, if you break it down, that's essentially what they're doing. They're suing the people of California, the people who potentially buy their cars. And some of the protests and demonstrations are a little more lighthearted and fun. You know, that's the other, you talk about talking to people. Um, It's all about communications, and sometimes we literally sort of carefully walk out into the street, up to the cars. People are very curious, really, most many of them, and we give them literature, and, and, and we try to talk to them. And, yeah, I mean, we're not out there, you know, angry. Um, I mean, you know, I have to tell you, as a protester myself, as a sometime protester, it's extremely empowering. I mean, all of these issues, environmental, you name it, can just feel so overwhelming. And I have found that the only and very best antidote is to take a, take an action. You know, even if your, you know, target doesn't respond, it's, it's just you feel like, hey, I'm doing what I can do. And it completely lightens your mood. And it helps inspire other people to take action and not just feel bummed out about things. Exactly. I remember the uh, one of the first protests here in San Francisco at the Ford dealership to try and get them to stop crushing the Ford Thinks. Um, the staff at the Ford dealership, they basically threw a barbecue for us. Right. They were sort of on our side. Right. You know, they like these cars, too. Right. And, you know, something, even if people aren't all that politically inclined, they see that you're just trying to stand up for something you believe in and do some good. And we had a similar response out in Burbank when we did, I think it was a 28-day vigil to save the EV1s. And there was a little um, coffee shop a kind of restaurant on the corner right near where we were, and they would serve us donuts and coffee every day. And that's the demonstration that our listeners will uh, see in the movie, Who Killed the Electric Car, that was so effective in galvanizing public opinion around the outrage of destroying these cars. Right. Well, there's other demonstrations coming up. Next week, November 2007, is the L.A. Auto Show 2007. And uh, some things going on there. What's happening? Uh, what's happening is a, an event uh, that's largely being organized by Rainforest Action Network, and we're go- they're going to sort of highlight the rapid conversion of a uh, Prius, I guess, into a plug-in hybrid vehicle. Um, and Plug-in America will be there with our volunteers and that's turn- right. turning out the more bodies the merrier. So if you're listening to this before the LA, LA Auto Show, 
check out the Plug in America website and come on down. Absolutely. And, you know, in February, the California Air Resources Board once again is revising the zero emission vehicle mandate. So we are working on the inside, meeting with the staff and the board. But I wouldn't be surprised if we asked people to come on out to the streets, too. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's going to be a great event, and we really could use all the help, and it should be fun as always. Great. Well, thanks so much for being with us, Anne. And listeners, plug in. Plug in to Plug in America and meet us on the streets. Thanks, Sherry. This edition of the Plug in America podcast was produced by Sherry Boshert and edited by Joseph Fuentes with music composed by Red Bennett. The Plug in America podcast is supported by listeners like you. For more information, go to pluginamerica.org or email us at podcast at pluginamerica.org. Music.